0: Today on the Go for Bronze podcast, Joel decides to back out of a commitment, but the commitment involves running a whole bunch. Can we really blame him? Ace discovers that he is going to be foaming at the mouth for months because of an upcoming music festival's lineup. Very impressive. Very sad.
1: You have my dreams.
0: Is The Last of Us Part Three in development? We don't know, but it very well may be. For all that and more, here are the guys.
1: Hello and welcome to Go for Bronze, episode 10. We are officially in to double digits, ladies and gentlemen, and it is the week before Christmas. And I am Joel Torres, as I already said at the top of the show, but as with me, as always, is my co-host, my heterosexual partner in life, Mark Ace. Acevedo. Wow, I was thrown off
2: by that what's up i was thrown off by that because that would assume that your actual partner is not heterosexual
1: <laughs> well no we're hetero we're because we're sh- we're straight but we're life partners
2: we are life partners that's true <laughs> that's true i'm just i'm just confused but yes it is it we is keep the week. each
1: other on the side it's the it's
2: the week before before christmas Son, everything is feeling good feeling very holiday festive is your I see here you avoiding running a marathon for the mouse Is this a holiday related event?
1: uh no it's not a it is not a holiday related event at all. It's actually a, It's a classic Joel putting himself in a situation where he shouldn't be. Uh, so at my job we are partnered with Disney as like every single company in Orlando is and we sometimes can do these sponsored races. And they have the 5K, 10K, half marathon, and full marathon. And everybody was applying it for at work at work, and they're like, "Oh, they got the email. They're like, you know, submitting their chance because it's like a raffle to win it. Because when you complete each race, you get two free Disney tickets. And everybody was like scared to do the marathon. And I was like, in typical Joel fashion, be like, "I ain't scared. I don't give a fuck. I signed myself up. I was like, I'm not gonna win. Like, what what are the odds that I'm gonna win? And then yesterday, I got, got, um, actually I, the way I found out is an old assistant manager which who moved to another branch. She texted me and she was like, "Oh, congrats on winning the half marathon." Being tongue in cheek, because they everybody knows, anybody who knows me knows I'm not a marathon runner. I'm not a runner in general. And then uh, I looked and I and I was selected to run the whole fucking marathon at Disney. And I would have got, like, a free shirt, two free Disney tickets, and one of those dope medals. But then I learned... And then I went through the stages of grief, where I was first deflated. I was like, I will die trying to run this. But then I was like, oh, maybe I can hack it, walk it. Uh... Exactly. You can't walk it, because there's a fucking time limit to finish the event. So, I wouldn't have been able to, because you can't walk 26.2 miles in, like, seven hours. So I wouldn't be able to even get the fucking Disney tickets. Because I was like, oh, maybe if I just participate, as much as I can get done, I get done. I'll get the tickets. But you had to finish to get the tickets and the medal. And uh, what, Mark, what do you have to say?
2: I've got some excellent information on this. So you're saying that you, you were selected to take part in this, right?
1: Well, I submitted in a raffle to win to be selected, and yes, I was selected.
2: Great, so whoever told you that you have to finish in time to get these things has been lying to you. I -hmm. have the inside scoop because I have not been doing these events, but our ticket connect to go to Disney every year is Liz's parents, and they help out with the event, and so I know, so basically, if you don't finish, you're still gonna get everything that they've told you, And by not finishing, basically, there is people that are keeping pace at the back end. And if they overlap you, they just put you on a cart and you go to a tent. And when you go Uh, to that tent, they give you the medal and everything. You know why? Because I'm assuming since you're saying you entered a raffle and they picked you, they have to give you a ticket to be in the marathon, which means they already paid the price for that medal and all those other things. So you Uh, don't have to finish within the time. They're probably just... Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying that you fucked up. I'm just saying that they're probably telling you that because they're probably like, oh, since you've been selected, we want you to represent. But really, if you go there and get overlapped, they're just going to take you over to the stand, give you a banana and hand you the medal and all the other stuff because technically it's already paid for and then you'll leave.
1: But it would also be seven hours on a not work day. That was yeah. Really, that I mean, that was another thing, too.
2: Yeah. I don't know why you signed up for it, to be honest. I mean, because
1: <laughs> the even if, point everybody was scared. I was like, I'm not fucking scared. Well, what
2: what point did you prove? That you're a quitter?
1: (laughs) You joined and then quit. What point was proven? I know. I felt so bad because then I also told Pam I was freaking out. I was like, how do I get out of this? She's like, email the lady that emailed you. And then I emailed her. And then uh, Pam was like, you know, you're probably not making this hard at all for this lady. She just had to coordinate all this, you know, bought the ticket and do all this extra shit. Like, it's not difficult at all. Being sarcastic, knowing that I'm stressing this lady out the week before Christmas with my dumbass request. She's like... This lady's probably like, why the fuck did you even try to do it? Because my excuse was, oh, it's a weekend. I thought because the other two races were during the week, like a work week, and I was like, oh, I can't make it on the weekend. I'm gonna be out that weekend. Like I was just, you know, pulling something out of my ass. And then uh, she gave, me, she sent me the link, and she said, if you can find somebody else to sign in with this information, then you're good. So I gave the link to somebody else that I work with they filled it out they're they're taking my place and they they'll get the tickets i'll let them know tomorrow though that they don't got to even finish that shit
2: yeah and then hopefully they do have to finish it I And hope then they it's do. just a, yeah that would be really ideal
0: but frankly but yeah. frankly i'm a little disappointed here you mean yeah yeah you should have done it
1: a lot you should have done were. it because i agree my job it's, everybody it's, at my job was like oh why did you not do it you know you signed up for it. i'm like what the fuck y'all running marathons i mean right, i agree so too the, if
0: you signed up for it you should have uh, at least you, like went or something yeah what you could have done all right was done it for the pod and go pro yourself trying to run a marathon and we could have had a lot of fun with it like we're gonna get you really drunk the night before and we'll do a stream you know we'll do a live stream ps5 then boom we're gonna watch hungover uh yo do it get that link back
2: yeah i agree i already signed up for it your point your point proven was you just made everyone's life involved a little more difficult
1: that's what i tend to do so i feel like i did a pretty good job of introducing myself into this company you know
2: yeah (laughs) all right well this is uh this is a playstation podcast we had uh (laughs) We'll get we got a we got a very fat episode today. We've got a lot of good stories to talk about. A lot of nice little insights there is in in the banter. The musical festival lineup thing is. I've been listening to uh, just quickly. I've been listening to Surf Curse's newest album and been losing my shit over it. And so I was searching where they were playing, and they only have three dates next year. And this one random festival in Utah has a very good lineup yeah, I saw that so like looking at that lineup for the festival, Surf curse is what would be driving me to it. I've seen them before, but when I saw them before, it was okay. and their older albums are fine, but this newest one has like hitter after hitter on it, very high energy, very good melodies. and then they they would be fun to see live too because the singer actually drums while he's singing. And it's kind of impressive how he does that, considering how intense the drums and, like, these songs are, especially on this new album. But then the rest of the lineup is good, too. I mean, Hippocampus, we saw them recently. They're great. Kuko, Goth Babe. There's a ton of people on there that I would be very interested to see. And the price isn't that bad for a festival, for a three-day ticket, but it's not a camping festival. So it would be an easy entrance to do one.
1: So I was confused. What do you mean by that? Cuz I thought all festivals are like you camp on the ground so like no. you just stay in a hotel?
2: Yeah, so like EDC for example, right? It's convenient cuz we live here, but we don't you can't camp there. You just go per oh, yeah, each right. day and then just enjoy the festivities at the festival and then leave. So I'm sure this would be the same thing. You just you wouldn't stay there. You just stay at a hotel or wherever and then just arrive at the site each day. And so Price is not too bad. I mean, yeah, it's in Utah, but what other reason would I have to go to Utah? I could just cross it off the list, right?
1: That that is true. That that is a cool go- goal to try to like travel to all fifty states, and also you know, it's cool topography. You know, the whole mountains and shit. Well, do you know exactly where this is like located? Is it like in the middle of a desert?
2: No, I haven't done like the exact like searching yet. I just saw that, and then have now been kind of going through the list, listening to artists that I don't know. But mm-hmm. I mean. I don't really have any reason why I wouldn't want to go. So,
1: no, this is fun, and obviously you and Pam were like you know gushing about a seven hundred artists. And what what, yeah. what did you mean about? I wonder who the other four will be. Are there four other so, spots that are not?
2: Yeah, on listed? the on the lineup currently, there are four spots that just have stars, and so those aren't announced artists yet. So I'm just Would curious. Will be like headliners. Well, they show it on the the website or the lineup that I sent in their placement so like some are on the bottom half and then some are at the top half not Uh, like any at the top line but there are some that are probably bigger so just don't know who those are
1: yet yeah i mean i'm definitely i would be excited to go i i haven't haven't listened to surf curse new album or in general so i'd have to dive into that but definitely i would like to see kuko just new album you'd love the new album i know you would
2: I mean, it's you'll fast. either yeah, you'll either hear it soon or you'll hear it tomorrow or something. I know you'll like it. There's no chance you don't. But that's all solid, but let's let's talk about the PlayStation stuff. Let's talk about what we're playing. What we're here for. What we're here for, what everyone is here for. <laughs> I'll uh just in the in the sense of how it's written, I've been playing The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, the next gen update that came out recently, and I I'm enjoying it a lot, and I feel like I'm noticing growth in myself as as a human by enjoying it. What
1: do you want to explain your history with The Witcher 3 before going into it?
2: Yeah, sure. I mean with just which with The Witcher, I mean I've I've tried this game like when it came out originally, and I've tried it a number of times, and I was never able to get into it. My main complaint prior was that I didn't think the combat was very good and there's so much that it was overwhelming. So I just didn't really want to get into it. Now, Mm -hmm. the gameplay stuff, I honestly kind of stays still. I just, time has passed, so I don't expect as much from it. But at the time with people being like, you know, game of the generation, gameplay is really big for me. I think the fighting is okay in it. I don't think it's great. But what I will say is everything else is pretty fantastic. And when I was trying to mention uh, maturity is that, where I would get overwhelmed before, now I'm realizing, okay, just take it like, you know, quest by quest, don't get overwhelmed, and then like, I'll probably play this game for a really long time and enjoy it. But I'm noticing that now I can not not be stressed thinking like, damn, I've got this whole world and I'm going to need to do absolutely everything. And I Older, I'm like, okay, I'll go in, do one thing, maybe keep playing, maybe hop off. But I'm enjoying it little by little. And it's nice that they do the next gen update for free.
1: Yeah, and I heard it's pretty substantial overall as an update. And definitely when this game came out it was when we were like, I mean, not saying that. I mean, you you got you get platinums. I still get platinums, but this was definitely the peak time where it's like we would look at a game and we're like, all right, so how do I platinum like every single game I play? Because at the end of that PS3, beginning of PS4 era, I feel like we were like still like I feel like that we were been consistently platinum and trophy chasers, but. Specifically at the end of PS3 and PS4, you know what that really is. What?
2: That's who in the fight was still close
1: by. All right, fuck you.
2: That's who the, that. the competition. That's the competition was still close by out here acting like is anything else. But now we just Rare. enjoy games. How many right?
1: do you have on one account though?
2: But the one account. Actually, you know what? This is perfect. This is. this is go ahead How many and do you have on one account. I will explain. But let's get some audience interaction here. So uh, a breakdown here is that. What he's referring to is on one account on my <laughs> current account I have it is loading right now I have the I have 71 platinums on my current okay, account. So you have more than me. Wow. Because anyway. 67. So I have 71 on this one account. So However, you have four more than me. I have four more than him on one account, but realistically, four more than me. But wait, wait, we got an audience, okay? We've got Joe and we've got the world listening and we can have as much discussion as we want on this. (laughs) I had an account, I had a child account when I was, you know, a kid on the PS3. It was my first account. And there are 14 Platinums. There are 15, but one is false. One is definitely not fair. I know that. That's fine. Take it off. I have 14.
1: one's contaminated, how can we trust anything else? Because
2: the one is contaminated, and I have evidence of how it was contaminated. You can look at the trophy earn rate, and they're all earned at the same time. Thus, you know it's not a true Platinum. However, the rest are all valid, and that is 14 on top of the 71 that already exists. So, we're sitting at 85. Just putting that out there, but... Since the two accounts wasn't okay for Joel, I made sure that I passed them on the one account too.
1: Alright, I've been busy. I have a new job. All right. So, you know, I haven't I'm gonna get back on saying? the saddle and start platinum and things again. But you know, I've been busy. I've also been dealing with a lot of longer platinums this year, platinum death stranding. I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying to get the platinums that you know that are that are worth it, you know. The good yeah. games.
2: Yeah, yeah. I feel that. The you multiple, know, the, the the stackable PS Vita games. I feel that. Look, we've all been there. The Telltale games. All right. We just we just all enjoy, right? We're mature good now. Just because I
1: support Sony and Sony supports me and gives me access to, you know, I'm not abusing anything. I had to get two Platinums. All right. Hey. The main game you like to point out. What's that game uh, with the sound? Sound shapes. Sound shapes. That's, that's a fun. hard Platinum to get. That's a very difficult Platinum to get. That's it's respectable. A mode and it's very hard. I got it twice.
2: Perfect, and you know what? I'm right there with you. I got outriders twice. I did the, work. the work. It's fair.
1: Yeah, but you popped it like unfairly, which I that's did not do unfair. Once final. Yeah, because that's, you didn't. No, no, I that's could do not that unfair. And get like three more platinums. First I of can all, catch
2: up with just doing that. First of all, let's just let's just get something straight here. It's not unfair in the sense that I even asked you. I asked you before I did I it one. I and you were like, that's yeah, that's fine. School. You know why you said it was fine? Cause I did the work to get the trophy. So it's okay. Now let's go ahead and just understand that this is coming out from, I mean, I don't know where this is coming from. Let's just, you know, leave it where it lies. If you want to have more platinums, you can get more platinums.
1: I just need to find more time in the day, you know. Yeah. I'm not trying to be cheap. I'm not trying to fucking platinum. My name is Mayo Three Thousand. I'm trying to play real games here.
2: But let's be fair too. I'm, I'm not saying you're doing that. I was gonna way. say that, that yeah. was,
1: that, that's not you doing that. I'm just that was a more broader shot at the fake trophy hunters out yes. there.
2: This is fair. There's somebody on my friends list who will not be named. And if they ever listen to this, I mean, great. Hey, what's up? How are you doing? But like, you are a bum. There's one guy that I see <laughs> the games that this guy plays. And I'm like, why are you wasting your time on that shit? I see him playing bullshit after bullshit the whole year.
1: Is this the guy that has like bass fishing pro troph- tra- trophies?
2: Probably, dude. This guy's got like a ridiculous number the Cabela
1: of... Cabela hunting yeah, games. Probably.
2: Nice. But yeah, neither, neither at the end of the day... Me and Joel majority do not have bullshit trophies. We do, the bullshit trophies that we do have, I think we both have. Like we both have my name is Mayo and, and the we,
1: other one Midnight.
2: Yeah, 36 Fragments and Midnight's of Midnight is a good game. Actually is a good game. I it's agree.
1: actually I wish it was actually had like a harder platinum cuz I it's actually a pretty like cute little platformer but I feel like Everybody felt victim, even us, I feel like even us respectable trophy hunters, in the beginning we all felt victim to it, and then it became too much, and then it was like, oh, this is not the spirit of the Platinum trace. My the name is, trace.
2: My Name is Maya was a novelty, that was the first of its kind.
1: Yeah. We went in, we tried it, and we saw what it was,
2: we felt the, the shame. We had the Platinum, and we felt the shame, and that was a ninety nine. Oh, man, in like 30 minutes. But anyway, we're past that, we don't do that anymore.
1: Yeah, we're now, we're you know, we, we got off the wagon. But then now I feel like at the end of PS4, it was getting wild. People were just in the beginning of PS5. I mean, I remember that kind of being a talking point around the summer with all the junk that's on the store. But I feel like we're getting past that. But we're also getting past the point of you playing The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, which came out around the time that we were both, as Mark would like to say, competitive. We're only four apart in my eyes, but. Yeah. Whatever. And that and that during that time, my point was, is that we were just literally trying to platinum them every single game that we played, even these big, ridiculous games. I remember trying to play Red Dead and thinking about it going into the mind, like, I'm going to plot in this. And I was like, why am I doing that? I'm ruining this game
2: yeah i think it's just those things can still happen just like how you said that you platinum death stranding i think it's part of just getting a little bit older where instead of being like okay this 150 hour run in my mind i'm doing all this shit right now just do it little by little eventually you'll get there especially if it's a good game where it either allows new game plus or late game completion just don't worry about it enjoy the game and and that kind of stuff but the Witcher 3 has been very good. I will say that when it's running in performance mode, it looks really nice. Actually, it looks great for a 7-year-old game. Ray tracing mode looks like shit. Not like <laughs> not like it visually doesn't look good, but it runs really terribly and I don't really think that having ray tracing on makes it look that much better than performance. So, kind of keeping true with almost every game I play now, I just put it in performance and that's just the way that I like it, but I am enjoying the game a lot. I don't really have any complaints currently anything that i kind of complained about prior is kind of gone now i'm just interested and i think i'm more interested in getting through it knowing that i've got the expansions right here with me and i know that i really like cyberpunk so i can go back and finish that and then later down the line i'm gonna have more witcher to play so there's uh, some good motivation there to
1: stick with it yeah and even the remake is probably going to be more it's going to be similar playing style to this so you're already dipping your toe Which is the Witcher? Such a weird uh, franchise where most people played the third in the trilogy of games. So I'm interested to see how the uh, remake sells, just because of that. Because we kind of know how the story ends.
2: You know what I was thinking too. I don't know if there was. I mean, I'm sure there was. Right when when companies have these extremely high budget games that they're releasing, they're going to do a bunch of analytics and stats to make sure that they sell well. But when I was going to play it, I was looking at the logo for it. You know, The Witcher, and then the three like like claw marks, wild hunt and i was looking at it and just like you were saying almost all the people not i mean a vast majority of people who are fans of it have started with this game as the third entry but that logo could just look like it says the witcher wild hunt with a claw like they did yeah. a good job of making it subtle exactly subtle like you if you're a fan you obviously know it's the third but if you're not a fan you're just going and you get the The witcher wild hunt cool and it does a good job of introducing you to the world without making you feel like you are missing something even though if i'm not mistaken if you played the witcher 2 there's those choices are supposed to carry into witcher 3 similar to how mass effect does it so for us on console they just uh simulate choices you would have made for the second
1: game also on PlayStation because Witcher Two was released on Xbox 360.
2: Okay, I you
1: gotcha. That's a so, good yeah. insight. So yeah, um, yeah, Witcher was always like the Witcher Three when it came out. It had a lot of hype because the first two Witcher games are kind of just this weird. Like, if you were tapped into games, you kind of knew about them because everybody talked about them. They were like, oh, these are the games that was most famous for like the sex scenes and shit like that. But then it's also told. I really, I'm just, I'm just saying what the streets were saying back then. All right, I'm not saying that that's why I got into the Witcher, but. I'm just saying what the streets were saying.
2: I'm just saying the game looks good. That's all I'm saying.
1: Wow, that's crazy. You play it on ray tracing, you're wild. And then also the whole like political, like, uh, you know, choices and how the world reacts, all that. So The Witcher had a lot of hype and steam built into it. The Witcher 3 came out, it was a huge success for CD Projekt Red. And this next gen um, update for it just kind of makes their biggest game even better.
2: Yeah, agreed. With everything said, definitely definitely really good stuff. And then when I'm not playing that, I'm playing more Sonic Frontiers. I am enjoying it a lot. I think that it is the best Sonic game in a really a best 3D Sonic game in a really long time. And I don't think this is really a spoiler right because there's not really a story to it, but basically The game is comprised of five islands and I had just gotten to the second island recently and all of the marketing for the game only showed the first island and I was very impressed going on to the second island being like, oh, there's five of these and they're going to be different biomes and I don't know. The game is really, really good. I'm going to say that everyone is obviously entitled to their own opinion and a number is just a number, but I really don't think right now it's anything less than an eight in terms of when you're going around the world there's so many activities to clear there's a bunch of boss fights there's a bunch of enemies the way that the world changes when you complete things to be easier to navigate it's a it's a very it's a very easy and relaxing game to get into and just play i I am thoroughly enjoying it
1: yeah i mean i remember you you texting me the other day being like i didn't know there's this many biomes and i mean yeah sonic frontier's I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad it is diverse because I, w- I was worried. I was like, man, it's kind of weird. that it, it, I've only seen this one grassy area. It like, that seems like that can get kind of boring real quick. I did try it. It did not click for me. I'm not a Sonic guy. And that's just kind of like, you know, something I got to come to grips with. My favorite Sonic game is 2006 Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like in some ways
2: it makes, it makes sense as to what we, our differences in what we, enjoy in gameplay like i mm-hmm. i get a i get a like a brain orgasm from things that are very fast when something is just like really quick and you have to like keep up with it that's not saying like sonic specifically because yeah. sonic is like probably so fast yeah
1: but it's so fast
2: yeah exactly so like that might not be the best example of it but i'm saying that in games where you feel like they can keep up with you the fastest that you can play them I really I feel enjoy like you that like
1: games that have gameplay that have a lot of momentum to them. Like you like, yes. Doom, you like fighting games. Yeah. yeah. So See, like when you catch them in a combo, you're like building towards that momentum. I feel like that's what you enjoy.
2: Yeah, I agreed a hundred percent. And Sonic frontiers has that where when you have, when your ring capacity is full, you move quicker and your damage does more and learning how and when to like boost around the world on the grind rails and boost pads and stuff. Yeah. It's definitely a momentum thing. That's a good way of putting it.
1: Yeah, Well, I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying that. Um, what I've been playing and talking about trophies, a game that seems to have a pretty subpar trophy list, if you ask me, is a Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion. And the game is great. I'm playing it. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm only, I finished the first three chapters. And as my history of Final Fantasy as a whole, is, I played Final Fantasy VII, the original, on, Play, on PlayStation 4 before the remake came out just the midgar section that was gonna be in the part one remake then I played the part one remake Platinum, the part one remake twice one time fairly the second time just auto pop I'm, I'm being honest right? I'm saying it on camera so it's everybody still knows. fair
2: I didn't say anything I'm just making a I face don't, still I don't fair. feel like
1: that's I don't feel like that's fair and it also took away like I did want to replay it on ps5 like playing it on 60 frames per second and the uh, DLC which I actually playing Final Fantasy 7 uh, crisis core reunion makes me want to play that final fantasy seven remake. Um, uh, DLC saying final fantasy seven, like in seven different ways is very confusing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's a bunch. I mean, you have crisis core, final fantasy seven reunion, final fantasy remake, final fantasy intermission, final fantasy seven integrate. They're all in the same boat,
1: but yeah, so that's my kind of history of final fantasy. Very kind of like the first 20 hours of the game. And so this provides a lot of backstory for a character named Zach, you who you play as. He's, I don't think Cloud is in this game at all, as from all from what I've seen so far, and I don't think he's like. This tells all the story that happens before the game, and it's very very cool just to see the world, see how Shinra you're operating from like more of an inside perspective, and just seeing how Shinra operates as like a as a corporation, and seeing the inside shadiness and kind of understanding Sephiroth's character and his motivations a little bit more. So I'm definitely into it. Now what sucks about this fucking trophy list is that there is a missable trophy, I believe on every single chapter. And most of the trophies are missable, which kind of sucks for me. Cause I do like doing it just like a, the way that I feel like me and you like the trophy hunt games is that we like to do a, a playthrough, fresh playthrough. We just experience it, how we experience it. We, get whatever trophies we can get along the way. And then we usually finish up with like, with the game like this, I wish they would have had fucking chapter select for all the missable trophies, but they don't. So this would probably be like a two playthrough game for us at least. And at the moment, there is a glitch to get the hard trophy. You just play it on normal all the way to the end and then just switch it to hard and beat the final boss and it pops the hard trophy for anybody who wants to be tapped in.
2: Yeah, that's that's good insight for sure. I would say that the, the missable thing is annoying. I would say that one of our key differences as trophy hunters is I don't mind replaying the absolute shit out of a game to make that's sure I get true. the platinum. Now, I'm not. that's not me saying that missable trophies are okay. I also hate them. I think they're very annoying and I would prefer not to have them because it's not enjoyable to use guides. I'm just saying that with Hist- with the uh, historical stats, there are games that I'll play a ridiculous amount of times regardless of trophies just to like get the platinum. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll play games like upwards of five to ten times if I like them enough. But I'm also yeah. I'm also playing Crisis Core. I played a little bit of it. I played a couple of hours. I know you're definitely past me. I will say, I, I don't think it's a spoiler, but Cloud is definitely in the game because he was in the marketing. So um, he's got to cool. show up at some point. Now I know you're okay. past me too, which is why I'm like I don't think it's a spoiler. Okay. And so I don't know what his role is. Uh, for my backstory, I haven't played for my for my entire whole fucking backstory. Yeah, What's your life? What's I, your life about it? I haven't um I haven't played Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I I played the demo and I really enjoyed it. But now I'm I'm kind of hopping in with Crisis Core, knowing it's a prequel, and really loving it so far. And then I will be jumping into Seven Remake. After this, but I, I am loving it. And I, all I really wanted to add in there is that I think Cloud is in there at some point. Don't know when. I just remember seeing that in the trailer. But the game is great. And
0: okay. there are a lot of
2: missable trophies. And I will add on that the side missions are not very fun. And it seems like there are way too many of them. And you do have to do all of them for a trophy. So
1: I did uh, look up the trophy breakdown our boy power already had one and i think it's around a 40 50 hour one playthrough you do if you do all the missables 40 50 hours and the uh, story itself is 20 hours The side missions which are all basically plop down in a world kill a marked enemy takes about 30 hours to do all of them so that's nice top tip you can <laughs> hug the walls and avoid random fights which that definitely, when you told me that, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm fucking breezing through these missions now. But the thing is, do, do you hunt down all the loot boxes in the, in the area? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, no, Wait. I do. I mean, it's time consuming for sure. It's one of those things too where, right, you know, uh, Serenity now in my, in uh, getting a little bit older playing, I'm just like, <laughs> one thing at a time. Do a couple of missions and then hop out because... That grind would suck ass. I think if you were if you were just playing one game at a time and you're like I'm just gonna knock all these out, there's no fucking way.
1: And also, I'm realizing you learn you learn and earn more gameplay uh, mechanics the more you play the game. So it's better off, I think, to just get deeper into the story than focus on backtracking to those side missions. Just because like you're gonna have things and more abilities that help you get through those missions in general.
2: I will say vice versa though that means that you would go through the story with subpar, like, uh, actions. So if you wanted to level up and have, like, cooler things in your DMW, you would want to do those side missions as you can complete them. Because you level them up by using them. And so your slots that would be rotating while you're doing the story... I thought you
1: level up by doing specific missions and building your emotional connections.
2: So you build with characters like that but it's through the slot usage because you'll have images come up in the slot usage and then if you go to the DMW section of the pause menu it will show your percentage of completion with each um, with each either character or summon because the okay. summons you only get inside missions you don't get those in the story you'll yeah, unlock the, those yeah immediately. so you'll get so doing the side missions at least some of them could be really beneficial but they are Okay. And the grind won't be as bad if you do them every now and then. But everyone's got a, a, a personal personal way of doing it.
1: Yeah. I've usually tried to do like like you know five or six of them then go to the next one. Once I'm like once I start thinking in my mind like oh this is really fucking boring, then I like oh let's go get some more story. But uh it definitely seems like it's going to be a doozy of a platinum, a little bit of a pain in the ass, especially if they fucking patch that hard glitch at the end by the time I get to that point in the game. But uh I I believe I'm going to attempt to platinum this game. We'll see.
2: Yeah, I just, I just, for me with games, I just, I just wait to see. I try not to have my mind set on anything prior. Just see if we get there, and then we're both playing Warzone. I mean, <laughs> they've made a bunch of changes to that. Uh, loadouts you can now buy. Primary weapons are now 2,500 in the buy station. Multiple circles are reduced from 33 to 15 percent. Uh, they've been, they've been changing. A lot of stuff, which I am undecided if it's for the better. I enjoy having my weapons, but it makes Final Circles much more difficult. So...
1: I don't know how I feel about these prices for these goddamn loadouts. That's just kind of dumb expensive, right?
2: Yeah, just get your primary weapons. So what he's referring to is that now loadouts you can get for 8k in solo and then per player or game mode, they go up by 8k. So if you're playing in a quad, it's 32 grand. But the thing is, is that perks are also bugged. So you're really not getting your money's worth at all. I Personally, I would just recommend you getting your two primary weapons. It's 5k. You're saving way more money. Use the rest of that on something else.
1: I don't even know how you get thirty-two thousand. Like that's yeah. I mean yeah. I don't know. You would have to do like a stronghold and like loot every single box and run into like seven fucking gas stations. That's a ridiculous amount of cash.
2: I agree. And then at that point, you'd probably already have a loadout anyway. But I don't think
1: you get SEAL Team Six.
2: I don't think it's something that they have fully thought out. My guess is. My guess is the reason why they're doing all this reducing prices for primary weapons and adding loadout drops, I would guess is because they're like, hey, people aren't buying enough stuff from the store. We need to give them more incentive to do it, which is whatever. I mean, I'm still loving the game. Just it's an adjustment. But I've had a couple. I mean, we've had a couple of crushing final circles. Hopefully we'll remedy that soon. But it's a great game. I think the only new thing to talk about, too, is the fact that the raid can't be done in matchmaking. And I don't know if I'm going to. Yeah, I want to play it. But I understand that it needs communication. But I know that a lot of people are not playing it just because you need three people
1: prior to going into it. Hopefully they remedy that because I would even. I wouldn't even mind if they were like, you have to have a mic connected or something else. But like at least have some matchmaking ability because even if me and you just wanted to do it, we have to find some random Joe schmo. Or even our own Joe smoke can do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, our own Joe... I mean, uh, realistically, this is probably going to be the crew that's going to do it. We would probably just have to carve out a night, though, because it'd probably be an hour or two hours, and it would be... Everyone's got to know how to solve the puzzles and what's going on, watch the guides and all that.
1: But do we have to play Eef. the Spec Ops missions? And also, can those be done in duos?
2: The Spec Ops missions are two players only, and the Spec okay. Ops missions will help upgrade your kits the kits are kind of like a class system that the more xp you get in spec ops you get more abilities so you don't need to have them leveled up at all you can hop into the raid without doing it they're just saying that if you level those up it's easier like you might have more abilities under a certain class but you can totally do a raid without it
1: okay so all right so maybe i would like to get after that eventually but yeah the the not having matchmaking or some other I feel like there should have there should have been something else to offer besides just like you need three people
2: I mean I agree but then I, I actually I do, I do still agree but when I think about it I'm thinking about like zombies because it does seem really similar to like one of those easter eggs you would never complete an easter egg in a public match so it's kind of the same where like you're going to need people to communicate and know what's going on
1: that's true but that's what I'm saying make like a mandatory like everybody has to be on comms or something yeah true yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's all we've been playing this week.
2: Yeah, we've got a we've got a ton to get in here, so we'll get into it proper. Starting out with the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium games that have been announced for December, but by the time that you'll be listening to this, they will be live all except for one, and you can go ahead and play them per whatever level of the subscription you have. So the following games will all be available starting on December twentieth, which is when we are recording, except for WWE two K twenty twenty. 2 which will be available january 3rd so the following games will be present in the extra tier It'll be far cry 5 new dawn and primal mortal shell judgment yakuza like a dragon yakuza 6 middle earth both shadow of mordor and shadow of war the pedestrian evil genius 2 Fun fact, uh, this next one, Adventure Time Pirates of the End Caridian. I have the platinum for that. Not very proud of it.
1: I, th- I thought about that because I was like, I, is this the fucking game that Mark got a platinum for? That's exactly what I thought so about when I saw it.
2: a little bit of lore there is during the lockdown or right, during the pandemic, I played <laughs> that and got the platinum. And you know what coincides that I'll always remember this game for? This game mm. didn't cause it, but this is when I discovered Weezer's Blue album. So I played this game <laughs> and was listening to the shit out of Weezer's Blue album and got this platinum. Well, that's cool.
1: This next game you're saying is what's going to be my cheap platinum of the month. <laughs> uh,
2: are you Are you going to play this?
1: No, I'm fucking. Oh, okay, okay I, okay. I did look kind of cool though. I'm not gonna lie. Oh,
2: all right, all right. So uh, continuing on, still in the extra tier, we have Ben 10 Power Trip. Gigantosaurus the game, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire Ultimate Edition, Worms WMD, and The Escapist 2. Moving on, we have the premium tier. In the premium tier, we have Ridge Racer 2 on PSP, Heavenly Sword PS3, Oddworld Abe's Exodus PS1, and Pinball Heroes PSP. Now, Heavenly Sword is going to be streaming because it's PS3. And then Ridge Racer 2, I believe, I haven't tested it yet, but I believe that this is not a game with trophies still because I think in the description it has all the other, all of the other accoutrements, the filters, the quick save, that kind of stuff. But I, I'm not positive that it has trophies. And I think that whenever the games do have trophies, they've been putting it in the description. So I could be wrong.
1: That's disappointing. I will say that I, I didn't want to play this for trophies.
2: Yeah, I will say that I, I might be wrong, but... I definitely am interested in that, too, just because I think that this is one that we had seen kind of leak out before that this was going to be coming to the service. So overall, I know that we have pretty much everything on here. Does anything stand out to you?
1: Uh, Judgment. So I hope it's a PS5 version. I don't know if that's included with it because we have the PS4 version.
2: We have the PS5 version.
1: We do? Oh, okay. Never mind. Fuck that. I don't even need that. Um, <laughs> yeah, not really. I mean, that Ben 10 Power Trip game did look like it could be like dumb fun. So I, seeing that, I was like, oh, I liked Ben 10 growing up. But uh, Ridge Racer 2, if it had trophies, I would be a lot more interested into it. it. I mean, I guess we would also check it out just to make sure. Heavenly Sword also doesn't have trophies because that was before PS3 games were mandatory to have trophies. And it also sucks that that's streaming because I would like to play that game
2: did you for the ben 10 game did you look at like pictures or a trailer for it or something or how do you know about it because i know sometimes it's nice to just look at random games on the store like that
1: i i think it's called playstation grenade okay it's the youtube account that does like a weekly or does like a wrap-up every month and it like just snips in like little like or it cuts in little snippets of gameplay and i saw the ben 10 gameplay and i was like Oh, I remember all those monsters. That was fun. It looks like you just like you like a dumb action game. You press square and you do a lot of damage.
2: Yeah, Ben Ten is for for dumbasses for sure. Me specifically, oh I actually no no no. Hold on, hold on. Yeah,
1: adventure Time is for the fucking highbrows. Yeah, yeah, all
2: right, all right. Hold on here. Hold on. I was actually going to make fun of myself by giving a little story about a Christmas where I got the <laughs> fucking wrist toy. Omnitrix. Yeah, the, the Omnitrix. Omnitrix from Ben 10 and I was a little kid right my imagination was running wild so I at the time dead ass thought like oh if I get this I'm going to be able to turn into the monsters and so I was like oh, I'm going to turn into this one and do this and I'm going to turn into this one and do that and then when I got it you just look into it and it's a fucking viewfinder I was pissed yeah
1: that was this crazy is bullshit also it was also crazy cuz you were 17 years old so yeah. I think that... <laughs> You would know that you can't fucking transform into a fucking I don't, alien. But. I don't
2: remember how old. Uh, I think I must have been. I must have been around ten. Probably a little this younger. This is definitely
1: before me and you met. Because yeah, yeah. This, I don't remember seeing an Omnitrix around your room. when do were hanging out.
2: Yeah, and I think this was. I think this was close to when I was around ten because I think it was the Christmas before Guitar Hero World Tour came out. Another very memorable <laughs> Christmas, getting the whole box. A lot of memorable Christmases, but, you know, maybe maybe we can get into that in a, in a special Christmas episode or something.
1: That sounds good. Yeah, next week I'm pretty sure there's not going to be much new, so we can maybe do a little Christmas Probably. memory.
2: Because, I mean, I hope that everyone listening has some wonderful gifts that they open on Christmas, but there's something so special about, I mean, especially with it being our, our favorite pastime, about a, unopening, opening, you know, maybe a console or a specific game, War. so we'll definitely we should PS3 get into that is
1: definitely tied to christmas for me but we'll get into that like Yeah, we said. should get
2: into that because there's a bunch uh, we got we got yeah. a bunch on that so we're going to continue on like i said we got a completely stacked episode here so we're starting out with the last of us part three now these next two are i'll put a little asterisk by them because at the moment they're rumors however there is some credibility to them so the last of us part theory is in development with neil Druckmann at the helm this has been announced by a reliable leaker named Viewer Anon who says that The Last of Us Part 3 is currently in production with Neil Druckmann at the helm again. The credibility here comes from viewer Anon leaking correct information about The Last of Us HBO show numerous times in terms of dates and story elements, stuff like that. And Naughty Dog has previously confirmed that they had written an outline for the story of Part 3. This was years ago, but they kind of mentioned it in passing in an interview, but didn't say that they necessarily had plans for it. This leaker has said also with a follow up tweet because people have been asking him, well, okay, if Last of Us Part 3 is in production, what about the other projects? And currently what he says is Uncharted will be handled by another studio. Factions is coming first. I believe he means factions is coming before Uncharted. And then he says he's not sure about the new IP. So we know that Naughty Dog also has a brand new IP in the works, but we don't know the order of these. But there is a little bit of information that I've been seeing, or at least the common idea is that Last of Us Part 3 is the next game, either factions or part three coming soonest. So what, what I don't do you think
1: factions is first? I would think and so. Then part three. I I'll, or maybe they might be a coincide. Maybe they're like fucking surprise drop to fucking part three. Yeah, which would be cool. I, I which is not going to happen, but would be cool.
2: Yeah. So uh, what do you I mean? What do you think about this? I think this is something that has been, I remember when they mentioned that they had an outline for the story. And in the back of my head, I I couldn't remember or understand where it would go, but that was at the time too, where I was a little bit heated about the game and I've cooled off and I'm still playing it and still and loving it more. I think every time I play it. So
1: I'm, I'm in the camp that I don't want a last of us part three, but I feel like it's more necessary than a part two was. Like part two kind of left off in a place where it's like, oh, this is it was heavy, and it, you know the ending was very. It didn't really feel that climactic. It kind of did feel a little bit more like it was left open ended. It felt like it did feel like the middle part of a trilogy of games, but um, I, agree. I mean, I am excited, but I don't also want. Like Naughty Dog to just be a Last of Us Uncharted studio, and like you said, they also they they did say that Uncharted will be handled by another studio. But we know that Naughty Dog has been quick to take projects from other people that have been working on their IP, so that could I could honestly see that happening again. That happened with Last of Us Part One remake. So, but I mean, I can't say that I'm excited for Last of Us Part Three, but I will play it and I will enjoy it, and it probably will be a world-class gaming experience, but I can't say I'm genuinely excited. Not maybe until I see a trailer to build up a little bit of hype, because I did feel the same way about God of War Ragnarok, and that did catch me by surprise with how good it was, and how I, like the how satisfied I was actually playing it, and playing it thinking like, oh, you know what, I actually am happy that this was made and created.
2: Yeah, definitely understood. I think that I think that surprisingly, I would be more excited for this than part two, only because I like you were saying, I didn't think that a part two was necessary, but now enjoying it. I think that a part three is it, not necessarily needed, but could be cool. But also playing it, knowing that when I play it, I feel like there's no other studio that could make a game similar to it or even of the same quality. So I'm like, you know, I understand if they're like, well, we know that you can do this. You're the only ones who can. My main thing with why I think I'm also okay with this is the number one thing that I I, I will hear uh, Naughty Dog fans say that I'm like, just why are you saying that is when they're like, oh, I want another Jack and Daxter. You don't need to relegate That's
1: stupid.
2: the pride and, and joy top studio to go make a, a cartoon platform. Or so as long as you're not doing stuff like that, I'm interested what the new IP is. I'm glad that they're not returning to any kind of older franchises. Um, I kind of want to throw it over to our, our resident uh, producer here. Joe, you did play last of us part two. Do you have any feelings about a part three? I
0: mean, if they, well, are are we, are we beyond spoiler window on two? <laughs> Ish. I
1: would say we're still, it's only been two, two years. All right. I'm going to say years. this. Yeah, I would I'm say, gonna,
0: I'm going to say this. Um, I hope they can, uh, I hope they can reconcile some things that they left for me unreconciled at the end of the last one I don't know um, I would be curious to see where they go with it but like this would be the decider like if this game was good and well written and didn't leave me feeling the way I felt at the end of the last one I was just unfulfilled right and and, and I would need it to deliver at the end like mm-hmm. that because the gameplay was great I love the style of game I'm sure that uh, Naughty Dog is going to do a, a, a smash bang job you know, with, with the actual gaming itself. But, you know, if you know, you know, you, you know that. Yeah, no,
2: I, I, I agree completely with what you're saying. I mean, I thought that even to this day, even though I'm saying that I enjoy part two more now than I ever did, I still think that the story was written kind of from nothing. Like what the basis of not the overarching themes, because those are very special and important, but the basis on what the story is actually written on is kind of pulling out of thin air something that may or may not be canon. And I feel like with part three, if they were able to write a story that was more believable as to being the motivation for another story to be told, I would really enjoy that. Because that was, I mean, one of my biggest complaints with part two was feeling like you have a fantastic game here, but I can't really wrap my head around the idea of why I'm doing these things.
1: Yeah. I mean I just forgot what just, I was going to say. You know, some clear
0: thing, motivation, definitely clear motivation. We could we could need some of that.
2: I feel like they'll bolster, they will I feel like they will also bolster the universe with the upcoming show, knowing that they're going to add in things that aren't in the game. And so if they make the universe a little bit more wide, they're giving themselves more breathing room to make another story because they could always pull from the show. And I don't think that would, I I personally don't think that would be that crazy if the show is good, because if it's just in the universe and it's just something you're interested about, that's fine. It doesn't have to be directly connected to the previous two games that we had. It just has to be a little bit, just a little bit more believable of like, okay, I I understand that as the player, I have a mission to complete, but I need a little bit of a, a motivation to complete that mission. I think that's something the first game had really excellent.
1: I think also this game has a similar, uh, like, has my intrigue the same way Death Stranding 2 does, where I don't necessarily know what character I'm going to be playing as, which is kind of cool.
2: I agree. Yeah, I I, guess I don't know either. It, I mean, I, I Cause have... it
1: could be it could be a multitude of characters for both games. And that's kind of like a little interesting topic. And I, and I definitely think they're going to play with that, with the trailers and stuff like that and, and kind of tease. I mean, hopefully they don't do it too much because I, I know you were upset and many people were upset with what they did with the part two marketing and trailers with the switch outs and fake outs and stuff like that. But I I'm interested in that aspect, too, just to see what perspective the game will be told from.
2: I agree. I will ask or who's. This, I'll ask this uh, final unless you have something else to say if you do feel free to go ahead and, and lay I'm that done. up. But the final question I would say is that we know that in interviews prior Neil Druckmann said that the first game is about love and the second game is about hate. Is there a is there any emotion that you would either be interested to see the next game be based on or that you think it could be
1: based on?
0: Hmm.
1: Or do you think he'll just drop that? Hmm. Maybe love, hate, and forgiveness. I could
2: see forgiveness. I could definitely see that. I think
1: think forgiveness would probably be... um, (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I think forgiveness in terms of especially being like uh, forgiving yourself. There's characters that maybe should forgive themselves for their actions that they've done. And that's kind of a similar theme that was in uh, God of War Ragnarok and since Sony Santa Monica and Naughty Dog like the volleyball kind of similar themes in their games. I can see them kind of stealing that from uh, Santa Monica with the Ragnarok and like focusing on forgiveness of yourself. So I feel like that works. You got your love. You got hate, your hate.
0: You've got your redemption. Boom.
1: Maybe that redemption.
2: I think it could definitely be a combination of all those things. And I mean, that would be perfect to tie out the end of a trilogy redemption acceptance. I think that that, mm-hmm. I think that all, that all makes sense. I agree with that. Now, well, I think
1: the third game can make the second game look a lot better. I also in, like, agree. yes, hindsight.
2: I agree. I
1: definitely agree with that. I'm hoping that that is the case. So there's a lot of con- there's a lot riding. I think on part there's more riding on part three than there was even on part two, which is kind of crazy to say because part two kind of had like like big fit, uh, sh- big shoes to fill because last was part one was so great and just like an iconic game. So. There's a lot riding on this. Hopefully that, you know, that pressure kind of makes Neil focus in on the story and make it great.
2: Yeah, I agree. Well said. But hopefully, I mean we've got a lot of PlayStation stuff here, but right in time for the holidays, Blue Point Games teases a potential new project on the PlayStation blog with a holiday card. So this is a cool thing. I didn't see a lot of people actually reporting about, but this is why you come to go for bronze is that over on the PlayStation blog, there was a post made where you can view holiday cards from various studios and games. And one card in specific is from blue point games. Now, a lot of these holiday cards didn't have too much to know, but there was something interesting with the blue point one in the holiday card. There are four gifts in front of a Christmas tree, Three are open with items from previously worked on projects. One is a shield from Dark Souls, the sword with a guiding light from Shadow of the Colossus, and the Leviathan Axe from God of War. Bluepoint was a support studio on God of War Ragnarok, as well as helping with the ports of the previous titles during their remastering process. Now, the fourth gift that is in front of the tree is closed and is wrapped in plain white paper and with a red ribbon and bow. I personally couldn't oh Oh! okay great there we go what, what do you got because i was gonna say i personally don't know that much what do you think and i i will ra- also i'll also say that i didn't see a correlation between the wrapping paper on the other boxes with the items or games that they had
1: okay with you said bow and that made me in blue point famous for remakes horizon zero dawn <clears throat>
2: christmas gift bow not bow and arrow
1: Oh, never mind. I'm fucking sorry. Sick. I I totally understand Damn. why
2: you would think that. No no no, like red ribbon on the gift and a bow on top, like a Christmas gift bow, not a bow and
1: arrow. Metal Gear Solid, I think Red is very famous for their iconography. So
2: yeah, so right when you're in the box and you get an exclamation point that somebody found you, it is Red. The theories are that, and then I think everyone just wanting Bloodborne, but I don't see... I mean, they did Dark Souls, but I don't see any kind of connection with the wrapping paper. Although there might not be that much to give, I just think it's cool that they posted this, and that's definitely something.
1: I mean, it would be cool if Bluepoint made their own game, but... I mean, honestly, there's plenty of games that need to be remade in the Sony first Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Oof. Oh, that sounded gross. Um, <laughs> there's plenty of games that need to be remade in the Sony first party, especially from the PS3 era. You know, we can get those Resistance games on modern day consoles, Infamous. There's a, there's a few things that we can pull back from. A Hor- uh not Horizon, a Metal Gear Solid remake would be fantastic because the first one is unplayable. I'm sorry for the old heads that love it. It's unplayable, and then um, what else did you say, Mark? You suggest you said one more game that Bloodborne. That that's a, that is a also very popular theory, which I do think eventually they have to because so many people are just demanding it. So it's just going to sell.
2: Yeah, you would you would you would think so, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I guess they. I'm sure that again they do, and I don't know how accurate the surveys would be, but I'm sure they have some analytics on how successful that would really be because even though you hear people say that they're really interested in it like if they're if for example uh, i don't personally i wouldn't buy it i like the bloodborne yeah i like playing souls games and stuff but there's not anything like the dark souls remake to me makes more sense as being like this is like old and it's all the way back on the ps3 you can play Bloodborne, so it's not stranded enough that it's what I would like Blue Point to be working
1: on. What's up? Also, you're saying Dark Souls, it was Demon's Souls. You're right,
2: it was Demon's Souls. Thank you for the correction, I appreciate no it. No yeah, problem, no problem. Yeah, it was Demon's Souls. Thank you,
1: yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, the Souls games are really are not for me, but yeah, maybe they maybe they remake the other game in Shadow Colossus, it came out with uh, Eco as well, like yeah. those were to kind of entangle them, so maybe they do that. But or something I mean, new, who some, knows? Could be anything. Something new would be cool, but I would kind of doubt that, especially with the modern day Sony, the kind of way they're like re- staying within IP they know that are successful, and maybe they give that like luxury to the more developed or more established developers to make new stuff, and then have these. I feel like Nixus, Blue Point, these were hires to make sure that the main studios do well. Like they helped out on God of War.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I I definitely see what you're saying. Hopefully, whatever it is, I'm sure it will be up to high standards. But in in fashion with what you just said, being absolutely correct is we have more Horizon. Mm -hmm. So we've got more Horizon. Uh, Horizon multiplayer game has been confirmed by Guerrilla. This is something that we had leaked information on earlier, but is now more official. this multiplayer game will feature a new cast of characters and a new art style. In a post on Twitter, Guerrilla revealed a new internal team is developing a separate online project set in Horizon's universe. A few job listings give us a little bit more insight on the project. A narrative designer will be tasked with telling a deep and complex story. Game writer will pitch compelling ideas for quests, factions, and backstories. Lead combat designer will be tasked with producing a variety of enemies, machines, and humanoids that will focus on exciting combat with cooperative elements. Guerrilla also confirms that they will continue to create epic solo adventures for Aloy, basically saying that there will be a third mainline game. And in addition to this, we will also be getting the VR title Horizon Call of the Mountain in February and the follow-up DLC to 2022's Horizon Forbidden West, Horizon Burning Shores, in April. Now, there's also rumors about a Horizon Zero Dawn (laughs) remake, so I know that that's a lot, but just got to make sure that we pack all the information in there. I know that there was some discussion as to this may be seeming like a Monster Hunter type of game, but them talking about telling a story makes me think it might be something a little bit different. Personally, Horizon has never grabbed me enough to be that interested in this, especially with getting a little overwhelmed with all this stuff that they're trying to do. What do you think about it?
1: The multiplayer game can be fun. I would say it's probably the project that has my attention the most just because the sequel for Britain West didn't grab me the same way the original game did. So the third game, I'm not that excited yet because I haven't even finished the second one. The remake of the first one. I already liked the first one. I already spent my time with the first one and then the VR game. I don't even have a VR headset. So, until that happens, I really won't be that interested in it. It does look cool. It looks like it probably will be probably the best and most like triple uh, A for uh, VR game. But I don't have that. That's not feasible for me at the moment. This game does seem a little more interesting just because it is multiplayer. It is going to the world is cool. So if it's like a light Monster Hunter game, which I have said the first time around when the rumors came out if it's like a monster hunter light kind of game, more in the dauntless kind of uh gameplay centric simpler that way we can all just pick up and play it. Something like Warzone, where it's like, it doesn't require that much um, like in-depth thinking like monster hunter does, but also is still fun and it telling a story. I don't think that that's that. I don't think it's really going to be like a narrative based game. I don't think it's going to be like a destiny kind of game. I just think that that's, that's a job description for somebody to write back, lo- back, lo- uh, lore oh, yeah, and background backstory and stuff like that
2: sorry i was grinning like an idiot because you were saying that you don't know if it's feasible because you don't have the vr headset and i was just like well nobody does because it comes out next year in february <laughs> but
1: well i mean i'm not getting it fair I, i'm not pre-ordering is what i meant by that yeah yeah i, I also that's, do that's not, not on my horizon yeah
2: i also do not have a pre-order for it although we will have some more information on a couple of games coming later and one that i did call would be there do you have anything else with Horizon before I move on? Uh, nothing else. What Are you,
1: are you excited uh, no. about this? I, I, I-, I got nothing. <laughs>
2: I mean, I still have to play the first one, so I got really nothing to say. I think that pretty similar to what you were saying, if they can make this multiplayer co-op game low... If they can make the barrier low to entry, then I'm super down. But not even being super into Horizon as a whole on its own, I wouldn't be that interested in, let's say... Let's say they make it where your characters are kind of like a co-op RPG. Think not necessarily Borderlands. But what I mean by that is when you think of like when you think of Borderlands esque, that's a co-op game where you would be playing like, oh, hey, I'm going to play. I'll wait until you get on so we can play together. If it was like that, I don't think I would play it. But if it was a little bit more match based or they do a good job of scaling levels or
1: something, then
2: maybe I'd be interested. But we'll have to see. I would imagine this is a couple of years away
1: definitely and also the changing of the art style is a little concerning because i hope it doesn't just look like fortnite
2: i agree because it i (laughs) I mean horizon looks good it it's got the realistic art style but it has a very
1: sci-fi element to it yeah it has
2: a very distinct mix of the sci-fi and the tribal elements making it look Mm -hmm. unique so i don't think they'd have to change that much but We're continuing on PlayStation sticking more with uh, their, their own brands already. Death Stranding has a movie in the works from Kojima Productions and Hammerstone Studios. As reported by Deadline, the film is fully funded by Hammerstone Studios with Hideo Kojima and Alex Lebovici acting as producers. Details are scarce for now, but we do know that the film will introduce new elements and characters within the Death Stranding universe. Kojima Productions opened a division for movies, TV, and music back in 2021 and is now taking shape. Hammerstone Studios' Alex Lebovici said, Unlike other big-budget tentpole game video game adaptations, this will be something far more intimate and grounded. Our goal is to redefine what a video game adaptation could be when you have creative and artistic freedom. It should be noted that Hammerstone Studios recently released the horror movie Barbarian, which released to divisive, although very positive reviews for people on the positive end of that. And mm-hmm. so I'm glad that they're saying that this will be something that is not a retelling of the main story. Cause I don't think that would be possible to do in the time span of a regular flick, but it's cool that they're going to try to do something in the universe. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I This actually made me want to watch the Barbarian movie just because it's attached. Because I want to see what we're working with.
1: Um, for me, I would prefer Death Stranding TV show. I feel like that's kind of the medium that would fit this. Just fitting the nature of the game is so long that fitting it into a movie feels kind of weird. Like Uncharted transfers to a movie because it's almost a movie within itself. Death Stranding feels like playing a long TV show. It has like a nice, satisfying ending and multiple threads that build out. Uh, but also, I do like like you, I, I do like the fact that it's not just a retelling of the first game. But what was also very uh, interesting was that there's no PlayStation Studio marking or affiliation at all with this. This is just Kojima on on his own. And it also makes me wonder if Death Stranding, like the IP was sold back to Kojima, because even on the Death Stranding 2 posters, there is no PlayStation Studios uh like a marker on there
2: yeah i don't know i think there was also some information though that they're not even sure if death stranding 2 is the actual name
1: or it's ds2 because it's not called death stranding 2 the marketing term is just ds2 yeah
2: and i think i I would assume it's still going to be called death stranding 2 or death stranding you know semicolon something but maybe yeah just but i wonder if maybe because it's a working title they don't have logos near it for it to be trademarked but still i guess it strikes weird. strikes a little differently yeah and then just kind of like a side piece of information here is that uh, kojima recently celebrated the seven year anniversary of the new studio kojima productions and did a little interview talking about how he has a second game that he wants to talk more about in 2023 and people think this is the leaked game horror game overdose there's no new information. I just wanted to bring that up with the 7th anniversary. He mentioned it again. He also mentioned it at the Game Awards that there's another game. So, Kojima's yeah, busy. I mean,
1: I'm, I'm excited with all the Kojima Productions games. I mean, Death Stranding like is a renowned game. It's in the pantheon of great games in the Gopher Bronze universe here. So, I'm excited to see what becomes of this movie. I'm excited to see what becomes of the second game. I'm also interested to see if they have the real actors that are in the in the game play themselves in the movie. That'd be kinda cool.
2: Yeah, that would that that would be pretty cool. I think it's for some reason I think it's weird that I I know it would probably be a lot for him to do, but I think it's weird that he's not directing the movie because he always talks about wanting to make a movie and he speaks about films like a lot so I feel like
1: that's all talk though
2: yeah I mean maybe I mean maybe it is Cause I
1: feel like he he does talk about making the movies but then like what happens if he makes a movie and its ass and I think he can't live with that I know he can I, I think he's confident that he can make great games but I feel like maybe the fear of making a movie like he's like I love because like, he clearly loves movies he's always talking about them on Twitter and Instagram and all that shit but yeah I could I feel see like that. that that might all be that might be just a little cap yeah you don't want to muddle it but exactly that's all I've got I think with that one let's say you. yeah i'm good Um, that's all i have for death
2: stranding talk all right let's move on here with final fantasy pixel remasters coming to ps4 in spring of 2023 so square enix let me restart here square enix has confirmed that the pixel remasters of final fantasy 1 through 6 are coming to ps4 in spring 2023 and can be purchased separately or all together in one bundle on square's website the standard physical edition which comes with all six games costs 75 dollars and on PC, they are currently listed individually for sixteen bucks a pop. The cost can be assumed to be the same on PlayStation. Final Fantasy Superfans can get a physical limited edition that comes with an art book, a vinyl record, and figurines. This edition will only be available via the publisher's site and will cost two hundred and sixty dollars. Now all these are like two fifty nine ninety nine and fucking seventy-four ninety nine. I just like rounding up. I don't know if anyone cares about that, but
1: No, that's fine. I
2: uh before I before I toss it over, all I'll say is that I think that those prices are definitely probably how it's going to be on PlayStation, especially when you do the math because the you know six times the sixteen you're going to be right around ninety something. So the seventy five dollar bundled package is about the price of all of them minus one of the games. So that all that all checks out in the way that games are normally bundled in and sold. For some reason, seventy five sounds like a lot to me.
1: I was gonna say I think that's actually a pretty solid deal. I'm getting six really? games, yeah, and they're pretty like, extensive games. I, I do know that I know Final Fantasy VI in particular is very is held up in very high esteem as like being a really good overall RPG, and I just assume the other five are probably just as long and just as comparable. Um, I, I, am, I do wonder if they're going to sell like a regular physical edition of the game that's for like 75 bucks with the six games because I was just thinking in my mind real quick. I was like, that'd probably be a very rare like physical PS5 game and probably would like eventually become a lot of money. But is that that is yeah. physical edition only like... Um, like, does it only come with like kitschy shit, like like statues, or is it just the game case itself?
2: No, so there's there there is two. So there is a regular standard physical edition, and then there's also okay. a limited sta- uh physical edition. So you have either options. I think with the price, and me thinking it's uh, expensive, maybe I need to do a little bit more research. But it, they, I don't know how much work is done to them because they don't look mm. that new or remastered. I think that was my thing, where they still look. From the screenshots I was looking at, they still... Because remember, they released these on mobile. So the work is... I was about
1: to say, these are mobile ports, right? Correct.
2: These are mobile ports. So that's where I was like, I don't know how extensive the work is on them. And of course, you could get them per each one if you want. Like you were saying, Final Fantasy VI is held in high regard. So if you kind of just want to get that, you can for a cheaper price. Regardless, it's good that they're bringing them over. It's a net positive. I just as the 75 yeah. i'm like
1: it's more access to more games is not bad the price i do think is it could be i guess it could be just a flat 70 that's what i'm thinking
2: because when you do 75 you're now more than a current triple a full release so i think you're being a little brazy by asking for more than 70
1: yeah but this also that that's true but i think that's for the hardcore this definitely has like the vibes of like going on like a service I
2: mean, that's true, too.
1: Like Game Pass or like, you know how they did with the GTA uh, Mm -hmm. trilogy where they had like one of the games on the service and then they just swapped them out.
2: Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. I don't have too much interest in this, but it's good for people who do.
1: I would be interested to try them out. I mean, I'm, I'm becoming more and more of a Final Fantasy fan. I don't really think i would actually finish any of these games but it's always fun to like dip your toes in like the classic games every once in a while just to get a understanding of where it all came from
2: that's fair i'm not too much of a turn-based guy which is why i'm down for modern slash new final fantasy but not super Mm -hmm. into old final fantasy
1: we're talking about the past let's get into the future
2: the future the future is bright and the future is expensive Going back to the VR headset, yeah, the future is hella expensive. (laughs) Now, if you've got the scratch, though, and you're willing to pay, we've got a couple of launch games to talk about here for PlayStation VR 2. Now, PlayStation VR 2 will be getting a new Fantavision game at launch. Old-school PlayStation players will remember that the original Fantavision was released on PS2 a couple of days after the launch in Japan and then came to North America and Europe shortly after that in 2000. Now, this new game will be called Fantavision 202X, or like 2020X, and will be released February 22nd, same day as the headset, in 2023. The original game was a reaction-based puzzle game where players triggered fireworks by matching flares of the same color and detonating them. The original game was met with above-average reviews, but mostly positive for the visual fidelity, which would make sense as to why they would like to bring it back as a new entry for the PSVR 2. The new entry is powered by Unreal Engine. And basically, like I said before, it's probably just gonna look very pretty, I would imagine. Maybe it's got something to do with eye tracking, although if it isn't eye tracking, or I mean if it is eye tracking, I could see maybe that'd be a little like I don't know, nauseating if you gotta like solve puzzles with your eyes. But it doesn't say that. I was just me making a random guess here. You ever played or seen Phantom Vision?
1: I've seen it because it was a play, it's one of the few PlayStation 2 games that is, like, available on PlayStation 4. And that's the only time I've ever seen it when I've just scrolled through the PS2 games and I'm like, oh, what's this? And then it's like, oh, it's a fireworks game that was, like, a launch title. But outside of that, I don't have any experience with FantaVision. It looks like a cool, relaxing game that I think I might appreciate now. Like, you, you were mentioning being more mature, being a more mature gamer. It seems like something I may enjoy now. Just kind of subtle. Relaxing, you know just pick out your fireworks show and just you know vibe out
2: yeah i feel that
1: because i mean i got into animal crossing later on in life when it when the new horizon came out and that's more of a relaxing and kind of like subdued game so i can kind of see similar kind of gameplay styles in terms of being more hands-off
2: yeah i mean it's good to have relaxing titles to break up the pace what do you think pricing is going to be on this they didn't mention so it. The,
1: the other PSVR games that we were talking about: Horizon is like sixty,
2: week, but Mossbook
1: Book Two, or Mossbook, Book, the bundle is forty,
2: and the Until Russia, Dawn,
1: Not Until Dawn. Yeah, the what is it,
2: Dark Pictures Switchback. Yeah, Dark Pictures Switchback is forty.
1: So I think probably around that forty dollar price range, because I don't think it's going to be as intensive as uh, Horizon Call of the West. Yeah, Call of the Mountain. Call them out. Just, no no really? no there's a
2: lot to remember. I'm just saying. There is. I mean burning yeah, no, burning shores, yeah. Forbidden West. Now we're gonna have to remember the fucking multiplayer one, too. Frozen Wilds. Yeah, Frozen Wilds. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's playing these
1: expansions anyway. But uh but yeah, no, I think this will definitely be in the forty dollar price range for the VR games maybe even cheaper i mean i don't really know how in, I, from what i've saw and what i think fantavision is it seems like a pretty hands off game so i could honestly see it maybe being like a 20 dollar title too
2: yeah i could see that too definitely i i was i was wondering or thinking in to myself kind of how they now i don't think they i don't know if they would do this but it would be cool if they did i mean they bundled in astros playroom or playroom Ooh. and then also the new astros game and so if they bundled this in that would be cool I mean I don't see why they wouldn't. It doesn't look like something that expensive and they did bundle in Astros with PS5. And now I, I loved I mean I love that game.
1: That, yeah, I mean Astro's Playroom was fucking fantastic. Yeah. But um I think that would be a smart move for them to bundle that in. Because I mean they have to have a they have to have a bundle in title just to kinda motivate people to buy the headset itself just so you have something to play in that you don't have to spend money on. So that makes sense that this would be and it seems like it'd do well with the VR, you know, being immersed with the fireworks and all that. It seems like it would it would fit as a good like show off kind of title.
2: And if they can't, somebody else will. And I did call this <laughs> Resident Evil. Resident Evil Village will be a VR2 launch title as well. But Mm -hmm. this one will be free if you own Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil Village Gold Edition. So the VR mode will allow players to experience the main story in an all-new way featuring 4K, HDR, eye-tracking, 3D audio, and enhanced sense of touch with the new PSVR 2 Sense controllers. And in this new mode, you can also akimbo weapons by holding different
1: weapons in each hand. This was a great call by you, as always, and uh, I'm shocked that this is free because this is definitely something they could have easily paid like a director's cut, twenty dollar kind of bullshit that Sony's been pulling. But um, the, yeah, I mean, I'm shocked this is free. This is actually one of the first. This was one of the first titles outside of Horizon that made me think like, mm, do I really want to get a VR because this would kind of be fun to play? It seems like.
2: I mean, they charge for a third-person perspective, so yeah, it is pretty surprising this is free. My I fucking paying for that. Shit. My only. <laughs> Incl- well my main inclination of being like okay i think they might is because i remember resident evil 7 vr was free as well and i think that mm-hmm. came out actually i don't know if that came out as a launch title but it came out close to it i think
1: because resident evil 7 came out before vr came out i believe
2: yes i think so
1: so then i think vr came out later out that like spring And then the VR, a version of Resident Evil 7 came out like the fall. Yeah. It was the same year. So it was within that launch window.
2: Yeah. I will say when because there is a a small snippet where you can see a trailer, of it. the akimbo weapons look pretty. That sounds pretty fun. Like I'm, I think, yeah. Like glad they would lean into it Mm -hmm. with being like, if you're going to do it in VR, like fuck it, we'll give you a second gun too.
1: And I feel like it would make the game scary. There's definitely like a few sections, like I'm thinking of Benito's house, either, even dealing with like the bigger like uh, Heisenberg. That's that's the guy. Yeah, that's it, Heisenberg, And Lady Dimitres, and then the fucking big fish monster. Like being able to like actually look up and be like, "Holy shit, you're fucking huge!" Like I feel like Resident Evil and horror specifically fits VR very well. So it's really like I said, I'm shocked this is free. I know that there is a track record of having Resident Evil 7 VR be free, but this is something I feel like they easily could have charged for. Cause like you said, they charge for third person perspective.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think it's kind of PR talk. So we'll see exactly how true it is, but I, they did say a little bit more about in addition to being able to akimbo weapons and kind of the more technical stuff, they're saying that, you know, when you guard, you can put your hands up and it'll feel like the controllers will feel like you're getting hit or, picking up items will feel accurate so i'd be pretty interested to try it out and i think resident Evil village would be a pretty great game to try it out especially just like an excuse to
1: kind of play it again i wonder if it has its own uh trophy list mm, maybe i could see that. That's, a, that that's the only thing me and you haven't done when nobody has a vr platinum
2: that's true we don't have a vr platinum and if the, if you want to motivate us to play anything if you throw a platinum in there like it's like <laughs> single player expansions. If all of them had platinums, I'd play every single one. Wolfenstein. That was like the easiest decision I ever made.
1: Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, I know Infamous is also good with that. With First Light having its own platinum too. Mm-hmm. So Sony first party's pretty solid because Lost Legacy had its own platinum. Miles I don't Morales. Think for while did. I don't know if I'd count Miles Morales, Miles
2: Morales has, in that because Miles, Miles Morales is a little bit bigger, but it's still like you know a side. It's like a point five. Yeah so they make sure they've got the platinum there definitely interesting yeah. though with this i and i know that they said that resident evil 4 is in the works as well
1: for vr i think so that'd be cool but not the like the remake being in vr because the original resident evil 4 is already in vr
2: i would hope it's the remake i could also be wrong but i feel like they said that resident evil like the new one the remake is also in development too that'd be
1: cool that'd be cool yeah uh,
2: that, that, yeah that'd be sick do you have anything else on that? But we're gonna be leaving VR land here now.
1: I think I'm good to leave VR land. Hopefully, I make more money this year so I can actually afford a VR. All right,
2: we're gonna we're gonna get into some all right two little extra stories and then we'll close out back with some more Sony stuff. So Amazon has signed the next Tomb Raider game from Crystal Dynamics. The multi-platform title, developed by Crystal Dynamics, will be built alongside Amazon. And this is a quote from development all the way through publishing, according to a press release. So the main reason why I wanted to bring up this story is because we kind of already knew a lot of this information about Tomb Raider, but I don't know if I'd ever heard about a publisher kind of actually co-developing. So Mm -hmm. we'll get into it a little bit more here. Scott Amos, the head of the studio at Crystal Dynamics, says, and this is a quote, Crystal Dynamics has an extraordinary opportunity following our acquisition by Embracer to redefine what a publishing relationship is for Tomb Raider. Amazon Games is uniquely positioned to rewrite what publishing and development collaborations are and we're eager to forge this new path together, starting with building the biggest and best Tomb Raider game yet. (laughs) There's an exclamation point there. He was excited. He was excited because Avengers sucked and now they have help. So the next. He's getting paid finally. Exactly. The next Tomb Raider game entered development earlier this year in Unreal Engine 5 and will continue Lara's story from the last game and Crystal Dynamics said down the line, they will unify the timelines between the original trilogy and the new games. Now, Amazon Games is also working on that game Blue Protocol, I believe is what it was called, that we saw too. And okay. I'm, I'm just kind of interested as to what this really means. Because as far, maybe I don't have my definition definition straight here, but publishing from what i understood is more of a getting fronting the money yes and like producing per se but not actually doing the creative elements this sounds like they're trying to have amazon games help them with the creative side
1: this to me sounds like embracer might be hurting for cash and it's kind of licensing the tomb raider ip to amazon to make a amazon game on their behalf
2: maybe because i mean we know chris that's kind of how i read it and crystal dynamics after not doing a the greatest job on avengers Avengers. and then also on top of that xbox needing help crystal dynamics was also signed to help on that quadruple a game (laughs) with the initiative so i wonder what the percentages of people in crystal dynamics who are working on the microsoft title and the percentage they have working on this but then now you have Amazon games coming into the mix. So Amazon games, I don't know what to think about it yet. Because I think if you're a PC player, you'd probably have more of an idea. I don't really know to feel good or bad. I did enjoy the most recent Tomb Raider games. So I'm happy that we're getting more of it. But curious, yeah, to if this is an Embracer specific thing or if this is just something that will be more regular. I mean, I sound confused because I totally am. I just like, do you have it? A... This
1: is the first time. Yeah. Because like, you've never seen a publisher be like, we're also developing the game. And that's why I think it's more of like an embracer. It, I think it makes look embracer weak. And it kind of like is like showing the seams of like, oh, maybe embracer is buying up all these things, but doesn't really have that much money and kind of needs to start pumping out some products because definitely having Amazon's money behind a product will get it done faster. I mean, one thing we know about Amazon is those motherfuckers are efficient. So this game will probably get done faster due to that. That
2: is true. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way of looking at it. And I agree. I think a vice, sorry, embracer took a lot of things on that. I don't know if they know how to handle. And so even though they own the rights to it, yeah, they need to get these things out and they need to be good. So I wonder what the
1: Amazon Gaming logo is going to look like, like on the splash screen. Is it going to be like the little smiley
2: face? I can show you a picture maybe after the show or something. But it's kind of standard. Like that's that's another thing too. Is where one of the reasons why I was confused is because yes, this is kind of a new thing with a publisher helping develop. But I also don't know what to think about Amazon Games. Like it's not like they really
1: haven't had that much experience on console with them.
2: Exactly. If they were like, oh. Capcom or Bandai Namco I'm just naming random publishers if they're like these guys are co-developing it I would have some idea as to what flavor they would bring and I don't really mm-hmm. know what Amazon would bring to the table so it's interesting just because it's a I'd say it's interesting because it is a new type of collaboration but it's a little bit worrisome in the sense that since I don't know them I just think about big corporations that try to make their way in games and then I think of like Google and I'm like well they don't know what they're doing in the gaming space. So does Amazon really know what they're doing, or are they just another big corporation? Well,
1: maybe this is a way for them to learn. They're trying yeah. to work side by side by a pretty sizable publisher and developer. Work with the you know, whatever you think of Crystal Dynamics and Avengers. I mean, you at least got to give them credit for being a pretty solid studio. They're a consistent AAA studio. So maybe this is more of like an an insider kind of thing for Amazon being like, how do we? make a studio let's work side by side with a pretty well de- well renowned studio
2: and the tomb raider games are good the most recent ones they're so solid. if they can yeah if they can stick to that i have hope now yeah this uh makes me think of the recent races that we have with callisto protocol and dead space and then now maybe bioshock 4 and judas if they're going to be doing it because there's a break here with lara if they're going to be doing this then they're probably going to need to try to be before the new uncharted right Uh, because i mean those are going to be two more that are going to like butt heads if they come out a little too close to each other
1: i think yeah i I think that it's a different kind of i think uncharted is clearly gonna i don't but i don't think it's as close as it is with the other games because those are kind of direct copies um The Tomb Raider is always trying to done, do something a little bit different, being a little more open world, and Uncharted's still more kind of traditional single player game. But I see what you're saying in terms of like the themes are kind of similar.
2: Now, I don't think this is necessarily going to be the case, but I'm just kind of throwing a shot in the dark here. I would be pretty excited if Bluepoint's next game was whatever the new Uncharted is, because Bluepoint did also do the Nathan Drake collection on PS4.
1: That'd be hype. I like that actually. I think
2: that would be pretty sick.
1: That's a great. That's a great idea. Like connecting the dots between two stories there. Because I'm sure, like another studio.
2: I mean, it could be anyone, but it would make a lot of sense if it was Blue Point.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that's specifically what they hired, like those other like Nexus Haven, Blue Point, like to get other projects from the main studios and help facilitate those ideas. So. I definitely can see like a co I can see a co-development thing with a uh, Naughty Dog and Blue Point for a new Uncharted game. That'd be fun.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But do you have anything? That's all
1: we have to say about uh, Tomb Raider. I think right. Love it.
2: Yeah, that's all I got. So moving right yeah. on here, Private Division it will be publishing a new survival horror IP from Bloober Team. Announced to coincide with Private Division's fifth anniversary, the title is a brand new survival horror IP that is in early development and is not scheduled to come out before 2025. So they're just telling us way in advance. (laughs) Bloober Team is the independent Polish studio behind Layers of Fear, Observer, Blair Witch, The Medium, and the upcoming Silent Hill 2 remake. So there's not really any information on this. I think this is more so just to kind of announce Private Division's fifth anniversary and they wanted to have something to say for those who don't know private division is a label undertake two interactive that kind of helps games that are not necessarily independent in a small sense or big it's kind of for like that middle ground of game and they're just kind of coming in to help them with it so i mean cool i guess you know new survival horror ip i love survival horror i didn't love the medium when i played it though and none of Bloober Team's past games have really struck me too much, but I'm hoping that Sun Hill Two is really good.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm getting kind of concerned with the Bloober Team is getting a lot more shine than I think they deserve. Not trying to discredit anything, but they they haven't really released anything of of note. I think all of those games. Kind of like, uh, like their Metacritic is probably like an average of like a 70, 75. So nothing too special, nothing too great. I mean obviously they have their fans. Um, but yeah, announcing another game before your biggest project, Silent Hills 2 remake, comes out, I feel like you should wait because if Silent Hills 2 remake is solid, then you would build more hype towards a new project. I still don't know what to think of this new project because I need to see what because realistically the first game that a lot of people are gonna play from Bluebird team is gonna be this new Silent Hills remake so hopefully that's well so then I can give you know give me some confidence in this new survival horror IP that they're going to create but you know I do like that there's still I like that they're a studio that's committed to uh, survival horror that's a genre that even though it feels like it is being overfed at the moment it, it kind of, it's also underfed at times it kind of ebbs and flows and so it, being a studio that's consistently tied to that is kind of cool
2: yeah I agree I hope that they can be nurtured into evolving into something a little bit bigger. Cause I agree. I think there is a big gap between a lot of the small survival horror games and then the massive ones where you have your dead space, your resident evil, that kind of thing. And it would be nice to see some games either fall in the middle or start making their way towards the bigger end. Cause we get a lot mm-hmm. of small survival horror, but they kind of just pass and there people kind of forget them. So It would be nice if they were able to at least develop this team into something bigger. Because yeah, it's not like they've done one or two games that are of some note, but not really that much. I mean, layer of layers of fear is not one game. There were two of them, and now they're working on layers of fears. So there's multiple (laughs) mediocre titles in that entry, and so yeah, just 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 be careful. I don't know. It's um. Did you play Observer? Is that the one that you bought? Observation.
1: observation which was
2: okay not great but that (laughs) and it had excellent reviews but it wasn't uh, anything crazy Yeah, it wasn't anything crazy i thought technically it was okay and story wasn't that great but that's a different studio yeah so i'm yeah it sounds like i'm giving them unfair shit here but we'll see with silent hill 2 what they got because that if they if silent hill 2 is mid then i think people need to back away from this team a little bit because you're giving you're giving them something that's already fantastic they shouldn't have to do that much with it.
1: Yeah, they're getting. I mean, good for the Bluebird team, though. You know, the heads of that studio, they're getting paid. They're getting funding. Yeah, they, so, that's true. Hopefully, it manifests into great games. But at least they're keeping the lights on over there. There's got
2: to be something more to it. I wonder if I wonder if other studios don't like working on survival horror.
1: It probably doesn't sell. If you look at the genres, it probably sells the lowest. Probably of genre. It's like it's like movies. I don't think horror movies do particularly well. They no. make money because they're lower like investment to make but that's true the horror genre as a whole i feel like it's kind of is always been a niche thing
2: i agree because you're immediately going to the to the end of if it's a movie you're gonna go straight to the r rating or hopefully right because if you're doing a a horror movie it's got to be gory and whatnot so yeah even with games you're probably even though i don't know how much it matters in games for them to be mature or not the thing is you're gonna have
1: because the call of duty is the best-selling game every year that's
2: true but you'd probably have a hard time. Being a kid, being like, "Yo, can I get Mom Callisto Protocol?" Where a feature is getting your fucking face caved in, and the creatures, dude. Some of the animations I will say make me kind of want to play. I saw one where a like creature stomps on the guy's face; it bends in, and then the creature spits on him and then walks away.
1: It's the week of Christmas. I'm waiting for these sales. I'm waiting for Callisto to drop in price. The end
2: of the year uh, PSA. End of the year sale for PlayStation ends tomorrow or if whenever you're listening to this on the 21st so i think that the end of year sale will end and then a new christmas sale will come that's my guess
1: okay the end of year sale is kind of mid honestly so i hope that this christmas sale is better i think i think it will be
2: i don't have much more to say about blooper team i don't know if you've got any anything else
1: i don't either hopefully i hopefully they can established themselves as a well, a, well uh, a well-known studio. Yeah,
2: but we've got a perfectly well-known studio here to close out our show. So Sony has confirmed, which I didn't think there was really much doubt, but I guess there was from some people. Sony confirmed that Spider-Man 2 will be releasing in fall 2023. Brian Intahar, creative director, confirmed the release window in a post on PlayStation blog. He says, congrats to everyone on a successful 2022, and here's to next year being just as exciting as we continue to get Marvel's Spider-Man 2 ready for release next fall. Spider-Man 2 will be exclusive to the PS5 and will feature Peter Parker and Miles Morales picking up the stories and characters from both games insomniac games is also working on wolverine which is exclusive to the ps5 and will be directed by brian horton and cameron christian who are both creative leads on spider-man miles morales i also just added this in here separately as a fun fact the insomniac spider-man suit can be seen in the new spider-verse 2 trailer it was also in the first spider-verse but just a uh, heads up for people and so This comes as a confirmation as I was just reading online that I guess someone was worried, although I don't know who. I feel like Insomniac is pretty great at releasing a lot of games at a pretty good clip. And I felt like Spider-Man 2 was the one game that we knew was coming next year. So it's good to have the confirmation. I just didn't, I didn't, I wasn't worried about it.
1: Yeah, I mean there's one studio within the first party family that you don't really have to worry about hitting dates. I think is insomniac. They've been pretty consistent in releasing a releasing at a steady pace and also making sure it's always been quality. So, uh, Spider-Man two I'm excited for. I most excited for about the fact that it's exclusive to PS five and not a cross gen game. So I like that, but I did not know that the heads of, uh um, Miles Morales are making Wolverine because Miles Morales is I I like Miles Morales more than the first Spider Man Insomniac game. Both are still both are great, but Miles Morales just kind of hit different for me, especially with it being Christmas time. I played it like around Christmas time, so it just it really connected and it kind of felt like a Spider Man movie that you're actually playing. So I'm excited about that. See seeing what that becomes with Wolverine, but Spider Man Two will be fun. I'll play when it comes. How do you feel about Spider-Man 2 as a whole? Because there's also been rumors about it possibly being co-op.
2: I mean, yeah, I'm super excited for it. I still need to get through Miles Morales. Although, now, I loved the first one. I loved Spider-Man, and I platinumed it and enjoyed the shit out of it. Just so people know, right? Given a little bit of lore here. I tried to play Miles Morales a couple of times, and I personally loved every single minute that I played of it. However... I was playing it when I kind of freshly just got my PS5 and it made my system crash twice and I heard like an audible clicking or weird noise and my system wouldn't turn on. Both times were from Miles Morales, so I'm kind of scared to play it. It's like, I
1: know that- (laughs) Which is understandable.
2: Exactly, and it's one of those weird things where like I remember Returnal would give a bunch of people- Weird problems, but they weren't universal on people's systems. And I know that the like launch kind of wave of PlayStation 5s all have their own little particular kind of tweaks or things, yeah, quirks, things that are weird with them. So that's the only thing that's kept me from Miles Morales. I'm still going to try it again, I'm sure, at some point and play it and probably love it. I know it's not a very long game, probably really enjoyable over the holidays. That's just the only reason I haven't played it now. I am extremely excited for the second one. Another little bit of information I will say is, if you want to see, or if you're just curious for information about the game, the page for Spider-Man Two is live on the PlayStation Store, but it's hard to find. It doesn't come up under pre-orders, but if you search it, or I think if sometimes because it populate the store is different for everyone. Um, because me and Joel are a family and we live in the same house you know playstation's listening but when i go on his playstation store it looks completely different from mine so you might see this section you might not but if you see coming soon the spider-man 2 page is there and the picture on the spider-man 2 page is the spider-man suit but with the black and white i mean we know venom is in the game but i'm just saying that it's a spider-man suit exactly so that's there um, it's probably, you might not see it. I haven't seen it on my store, but I did see it online. So just a, another heads up there.
1: That's cool. I, I do hope that this second one is a little bit darker. I hope it gets like a more kind of gravity. I feel like Miles Morales gets pretty dark too. Once you be when you get more into it and play it, I wonder how you'll feel about it. It does feel a little more darker, a little more heavy. Into, into especially how it ends and stuff yeah
2: i mean it is a little darker right i mean oh i mean gosh.
1: i mean technically yeah, yeah. it's miles morales but you know it's
2: okay shout out my boy but ba- yeah we're both uh we're both hispanic here it's okay but <laughs> yeah no i i'm definitely excited for it the co-op thing i mean i'm interested in it as kind of a side thing i would not want them to make that like a i don't think they would make it a required thing but i don't want it to be like a huge part of it
1: yeah i feel like that'd be kind of weird honestly Like, I feel like the game would break and it wouldn't be able to run at 60. Like, you know how like Gotham Knights Mm -hmm. can't run at 60 because their thing is like it's it's at four players. You could be anywhere on the map and all that stuff. I feel like that would kind of cause similar problems. I agree. But I feel like Insomniac would find a way to figure it out. But uh, I don't know if they can make it make sense. I don't mind it, but I'm not like that's not I'm not hoping for it to be co-op.
2: Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm excited. I think it sounds good. I think there's a there's a lot of stuff to be interested in here. Um,
1: it's one of the only first party games that we really know about next year, honestly. Yeah, outside of Spider Man Two, I don't really know what else is coming out from the first party family. No,
2: we're gonna see. Yeah, we we gotta hopefully factions. Yeah, we gotta learn something. Maybe who knows?
1: Who knows? You know, it'd be kind of <laughs> yeah, sick. I'm thinking that's 2024, right?
2: I don't. Yeah, I'm. Th- I'm just thinking. I don't know when the fuck it is, especially because yeah. Now, I know that times have changed, but the track record for Naughty Dog has always been when when they show first gameplay a year after that has always been how they've operated. So if they haven't showed anything for this, then I would assume we're pretty far away. But, you know, it'd be pretty sick if, you know, final episode of The Last of Us HBO show, they give you like a tease Ooh. for the game or something. That would be pretty cool. That would be a good way be, to like get people interested in the cross media, because if they show a, a multiplayer game, I mean that's not it's not spoiling anything.
1: Yeah, anyone could get into that. That is true. And that that, that is trying to capture the more like casual mm-hmm. audience, people that watch shows and stuff. So that makes that's a little big brain on your end. I like that. I hope they would do but, it. But I also am wondering because I don't wonder if they do that because even with the, all the last of us TV show stuff, I haven't seen a single PlayStation logo or naughty dog logo. Yeah. So it seems like they're trying to make it very, cause they were, they didn't even say the game, the PlayStation exclusive. They said from the critically acclaimed game, like they, the weird, it's like weird phrasing of things. Like it's very much like trying to make sure that we don't say the word PlayStation. Like they're trying their hardest to not say, I that. think
2: they're trying to make sure that a wide variety of audiences are just interested in it as a TV show and then be like yeah. oh it's actually based on something it gives me somewhat similar energy to like i know i know that this is pretty different but like with edge of tomorrow how edge of tomorrow is actually like a japanese manga series but you would never yeah. you would never know that going in to see it i didn't know it That's i true. just wanted to be like oh shit it's a uh, sci-fi with tom cruise and emily blunt and then you're like oh shit it's based on a japanese manga so
1: and I would have figured the people that watch HBO are a little bit older, so maybe not as much in the games. I
2: agree.
1: I would agree with that. So maybe that's how they're trying to like combat that. But, I mean, I'm excited for that show. It comes, starts coming out soon, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: January 15th. A couple weeks January out, less 15th. than a month.
1: So, yeah, I'm excited to watch that. Same. But um, I think that's all we have that's for That's all right? we got. I mean, I
2: Stacked. Fast and efficient. You got a lot of information
1: i'm excited yeah and then i'm excited to see what we figure out for next week's episode ladies and gents yeah well yeah we'll get
2: something good for you story time by the fire
1: story time by the fire maybe some christmas stories light a candle joe can tell us about how it was when like you know he got his first uh, color tv in 1982
0: the go for bronze podcast is a production of go for bronze media llc Hit us up on Twitter at GoForBronzePod, Instagram, GoForBronzePod. Pod. still stolen my dreams. That's right, we have. You can check us out on Twitch at GoForBronzePod. Also, our YouTube channel at GoForBronze. This is the big dog. Till Til next time. time.